1: An Oklahoma City Thunder and NBA podcast featuring Jacob.
2: All you haters, come at me. Taylor. You're a step past a hater like I'm Rondo. Upgrade your baby mama to a condo. Nick. I really wouldn't mind taking a flyer on Swaggy Pete.
1: Kamiar. I just got done taking a nap. And Justin. I'm too
0: fast.
1: What is up? Welcome to The Uncontested. We are part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. You can find us anywhere you listen to your podcasts. So please make sure to subscribe. Leave us a five-star rating while you're there. You can also find us on Twitter at the underscore uncontested. And Blue Wire Podcast Network is on Twitter at Blue Wire Pods. We are recording this. It's 11.30 p.m. Central Time here in Oklahoma City on Monday night. It is I. Along with Taylor. Taylor, what's up, dude?
2: It's been a hell of a twenty four hours in the NBA, past twenty four hours in the NBA, hasn't it?
1: It's been Crazy. insane. It's <laughs> at this point, we're almost at 30 hours in free agency, and it's it's just been nuts,
2: man. I mean five o'clock like, hit central I, time yesterday and just the floodgates oh, were open, you know. Bro, Rose Roge had so many Mark tweets Stein.
1: <laughs> like scheduled like Rose so just true. scheduled tweets. For, for right at that moment. And they just started pouring. And I think, I, so I listened to the Woj pod today. I think he said it's it was the, the busiest first day of free agency, maybe in the league, uh, like in the history of the league. Yep. yep. Just I insane. To and, I, and I think part of it, yeah, I think part of it was because they moved the time up. So instead of front office guys and free agents and their agents and everybody being up on the East coast at like two, three o'clock in the morning trying to do deals. They probably said, Hey, we have interest. You get some sleep. We'll talk to you in the morning this year, right. Starting in the middle of the evening, you know, I mean, people were ready to
2: go and they just poured in. They were on like agents, free agents, front doors, you know, or meeting at said restaurant in LA or New York or wherever. I mean, it was incredible. Um, yeah, I, I just Woj, absolutely insane. Woj, didn't he say that he was talking to a league source? And that's, I think that's how he put it. Um, and yeah, he felt that it was because of this this earlier start time in the evening that uh, all this went on. And then also, I think it was Bobby Marks who was saying this yesterday, and I found this extremely interesting as well, that because of just the kind of the perfect storm, all, if, the situation in the NBA right now with all this these teams with cap room and uh, with like over 40% of the the league being free agents, Caused, yeah like, over the perfect 200 storm, people it's crazy i mean that's absurd but it caused like the perfect yeah, and storm for couple that in trades yeah. right like we we hardly yeah, saw and, those yeah and then
1: you yeah the the sign and trade rules changed in the new cba and then you couple that with this idea that the west is wide open yeah that's another with great the point stuff going on in golden state and so teams in the west are really taking a stab at at throwing together um, a contender and trying to trying to go make a finals run
2: and it's and happening. You, just,
1: you put all of that together. Yeah, you just put all of that together. And it's it was just a
2: tinderbox, man. And it just yeah, exploded. Absolutely. It's, I mean, it's, it's just incredible. It's very incredible. Uh, it's been a lot of fun so, to be an, an NBA fan and uh, even a Thunder fan to an oh, extent. So,
1: so, yeah, quick uh, quick aside before... So, we're going to start with talking about Thunder Free Agency Take before we get to league the wide.
2: transition. No, I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> I do that, you know. Quick aside, though, is... Um, So, so as probably a lot of our listeners know, I, I teach for a living. So my summers are free. Right. Um, and don't ever try to give me the BS of like, (laughs) Oh, you get like a three month vacation and blah, 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 blah. Number one, my pay sucks. Number two, like fair, trust me, most people in America don't want my job. (laughs) So, uh, but, well, but and so you they are still
2: working throughout the summer too, you know? So it's not like exactly. you Like I've been doing, doing so much school stuff.
1: But so with my off time in the summer, I do side jobs. Okay. So this past weekend, um, just so our listeners know, Wednesday morning, I get on a plane and go to Boston for a week. So I've been Shout doing out, these Gamba. side jobs and I, yeah, and I have to get all these side jobs that I have scheduled done before I head to Boston. So I mow some yards... Um, recently I've been putting up stockade fence, uh, which is a bitch. I don't suggest doing it to anybody. I mean, it pays Especially decent. Especially in this weather. My God, God, it sucks. <laughs> so Sunday, uh, I get up, my, my dad and I, we work together. So we go and mow two yards. Then we go get some lunch, run by Lowe's. We go, we put up some fence for like an hour and a half. And by the time it's over, I'm just, I'm gassed. I'm burnt. So I went home, crashed for like an hour. Woke up at like 3.30 in the afternoon. And I said, you know what? Free agency does start for an hour and a half. I'm going to go hit the gym before free agency starts. And so I lollygagged around, took a while to go to the gym, got got my gym clothes on, took my pre-workout, did this, did that. Ended up getting to the gym at like 4.30. And <laughs> stretched and board. warmed up and got on my first, I was on probably on my second set of whatever I was working on. I think I was doing legs. Second set at five o'clock and the workout went down the damn toilet. Dude. I was going to say just like,
2: non-existent. You started working out your and, thumbs a lot of more than your weights. I was just
1: holding my phone with Scumbling, my headphones and yelling. Refreshing.
2: What the hell? Holy shit. He got how much
1: money? <laughs> that's all I did for my workout. It was pretty bad. Oh, uh, that's awesome. Yeah. That, that okay. Let's timing. jump into, yeah, let's jump into thunder stuff. Um, because that's probably why people listen to us. Uh, they might listen to us for the banter. I don't know, uh, but but let's talk about some thunder stuff. So the the first thunder piece of news to come across free agency yesterday, probably about an hour and a half in, was Woj reported that Nerland's Noel had come to an agreement to come back to the Thunder, according to league sources. And in our Slack, we all said, like, oh, yeah, New is back. This is awesome. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Oh, yeah, and then about 15, 20 minutes later, we all started to say, well, Shams hasn't said anything. And the parameters of the deal haven't been reported.
2: Royce still hasn't and typically said
1: anything. after, Yeah, typically after something happens with a Thunder or trade or a signing, either Royce Young or, or Brett Dawson or Eric Horn or somebody tweets and says i've talked to a source who's confirmed what woja said this has happened and we weren't getting any of that and it just felt weird
2: and then felt weird and then 21st century millennials instagram happens (laughs) nerland's post oh yeah dude i wasn't gonna mention the story and that's when we knew like oh shit this may not actually be happening.
1: <laughs> yeah, what is going on? So just this weird feeling, and then it was, what, three hours after that? Yeah, I mean, it was a it was a, Woj, wow. Woj tweets, I don't have the, the tweet in front of me, so I'm just paraphrasing here, but Woj tweets that Nerlens Noel has asked uh, for some time from the Thunder to reevaluate their previous agreement. Thunder and Nerlens and his agent are still... In contact and working towards a deal, but Nerlens Noel wants time to reevaluate. Literally right after Woj tweets that, we get another tweet that says the Thunder have agreed to terms with forward Mike Muscala.
2: And at that point, I was thinking, and okay, so, so, so we aren't so, getting Nerlens back. Yeah. So
1: your initial thought, yeah, your initial thought is Nerlens is out, Muscala's in, right? Right. That's
2: exactly that's what, what I, I thought. thought yep. Because it was, like you said, it was simultaneous. And then later that evening, we still had not heard anything about Nerland's. Uh, no updates there, but we get a tweet from some some reporter out in Minnesota saying that uh, those of you that were tweeting about seeing, seeing Pressy on a plane going to Minnesota, you were correct. He went to go see Mike Muscala's uh, in person at his house to try and recruit him uh, as soon as 6 o'clock
1: So Whatever. Um, so the first free agent officially on the books for the Thunder, Mike Muscala. So let's talk about him. For a few minutes, um, how do you feel about this? How do you feel about Mike
2: Muscala? Uh, <laughs> I mean, it certainly wasn't uh, somebody on my list of my wish list heading into free agency, but I certainly see why Presty would want him. Um, like I said, it was reported that he actually went to Mike's house, uh, recruited him in person, which is very reminiscent of last year, as Brett Dawson has reported and stated when. Presley went to Miami to meet directly with Nerland's, uh, right about the same time that Russ and PG were throwing their big bash at the lake house, like Hefner, or whatever. Yeah, um, so that was exciting back then. Not quite as exciting this year, this time around, but like I said, I think it's somebody who could really fit. I mean, let's just be completely honest. This seems like a Patrick Patterson replacement. Um, I actually saw some, something, something yeah. really interesting. Eric Horn tweeted or yeah, tweeted out an article uh, this morning, uh, Comparing M- Mascola and Patterson's minutes, and Mike Mascola had per thirty six uh, the last two per thirty six minutes over the last two seasons, he's averaged thirteen points, seven point two rebounds on thirty five point seven. At three point percentage, and that's on 6.4 attempts. Uh, also, 57.9 true shooting percentage. And I think I saw somewhere he's like an 80 something percent free throw shooter. So th- the guy can shoot, obviously. Uh, that's compared to Patterson, his per 36 minutes over the last two seasons. 9.2 points, which is down from Mascola's 5.7 rebounds, down, 36.4 three point per- percentage on 5.2 attempts, both down, and 52.8 true sh- shooting percentage, which is also down. So uh, I think this certainly seems like a Mascola or sorry, like a Patterson replacement. Also, there's a really cryptic tweet that that Patterson tweeted out today. Um, he's also had some weird Instagram stories as well. Um, so yeah, I, I would say it's probably safe to say that Patterson is out the door, especially um, going back to what we first started with, Nerlens. He ends up re-signing with the Thunder today, officially. Now, the strange part is we haven't seen contract numbers, which we'll get into here in a little bit, but... Uh, assuming that they signed Nerlens to more than the minimum, which we assume, and then also now that they have Muscala, I think it's pretty obvious that at least Patterson's out the door. Maybe somebody else. What do you think?
1: Yeah, yeah. So, kind of to piggyback on what you said, the the Muscala pickup seems like a direct Patterson replacement. Uh, you know, they tried to patch that hole with Markeith Morris. Now it looks like they're going to do it with Mike Muscala. And here's the thing: we're we're assuming. Mike Muscala was signed to a veteran's minimum, which is going to be around $2 million compared to Patrick Patterson makes like $5.8 million, five point six somewhere around there. So if the Thunder yep. are able to get Mike Muscala and then trade Patterson into somebody's cap space or something, even if it's at the trade deadline, you're getting a player that that is similar to Patterson who's a stretch four who can shoot the three. You know, Patterson didn't do that well in Oklahoma City but you're going to trim close to $4 million in salary, which is like $16 million in tax dollars, which is a lot of money. That's huge. So yep. it, 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 they're, they're trying to get similar value at like a third of the cost. And that makes sense. Um, you were talking about some of Muscala's numbers, uh, kind of looking at basketball reference here. The last season, Muscala shot under... Um, 34% from three was in 2015, 16. Um, that one was when he was still taking less than one full three pointer a game. He was taking 0.7 back then. Since then 16, 17, he took 1.6 a game the next year, 3.2, 4.0. And then last season he split time half the season. He was in Philly. He shot 4.2 threes a game in Philly. And then he shot 3.4 in Los Angeles. His three-point numbers in that span, 2016-17, uh, he shot 42%. In the next year, 37. In the next year, 35. And Then this year, the split time, 35 and then 37. He's a career average 37 three-point shooter. Uh, but his his averages and especially his volume have gone up every year. Really, he's been in the league. And so to me, that's encouraging. You, you don't need a whole heck of a lot from him. You need him to be passable on defense coming off the bench. And you need him to be able to to stretch the floor, to hit threes, but also to have some gravity to where other the players that are guarding him will will come out to the perimeter. And Patterson has been up and down with that, and he's been very inconsistent. And so if the Thunder can get that out of Mike Muscala, I mean, it, it's it's not like Muscala is going to like win them games, but it right. just kind of... They they have a need and they're trying to address it through, through different avenues. And we'll get to, to more of that here in a second, but it makes a little bit of sense. Right. It makes yeah, a little bit absolutely.
2: of sense. Um, particularly in that second unit. I mean, like you said, Jacob, uh, he's going to space the four for guys like assuming Dennis shooters on this roster uh, come to start of this coming season. It's going to open up the four for shooter, you know, tenfold if Mus- Muscala can hit wide open shots and, and like you say, attracts defenders. I mean, that's that's going to be huge. Also, I don't see him getting more than, I mean, what do you think, 10 to 15 minutes a game? And that's assuming that he's playing well. Yeah, also he, that he plays defense, right? Like, he's got to play defense yeah, or keep here, on the floor.
1: Here's my thought on that, is assuming Patterson is gone, you have Jeremy Grant playing the four. You have Mike Muscala playing the four. You're going to have times when you have Patrick or not? Sorry, Patrick Patterson. uh, Paul George (laughs) playing the four. Yep. Um, So maybe Dre. Yeah, I I don't. Yeah, and if he's on the on the team, it's true. Um, But so so you have you have a lot of guys that can soak up power forward minutes. Uh, Maybe Muscala plays time at the five. Maybe you see Jeremy Grant Muscala play minutes together. Um, with like a Russ Ferguson George Muscala Grant lineup that can really space out the That's perimeter shooting, and open yeah. up the lane for sh for, for Russ. You know, so there's um there's some interesting dynamics there. Yeah, very so good. that that so the Muscala stuff gets announced uh late Sunday night. And then today, Monday, uh kind of radio silence. Uh, as far as the Thunder are concerned, not not the league. Holy shit, the league was going crazy. <laughs> Radio silence stuff for for the Thunder, and I mentioned this to to the other podcast guys in the Slack, and then I tweeted this out. Um, j- just this thought that I had, and and I have no indication that this is true. That I was right. Uh, I didn't have any like sources or anything. This was just speculation by me. Yep, but. I tweeted out, I said, Nerlands Noel said he, or the, the report was that he wanted to reevaluate. The Thunder are still working with Nerlands, but the Thunder don't probably want to let Nerlands reevaluate for two, three, four days. And then the rest of the market dry up. And then Nerlands decide, oh, I'm, I'm going to go somewhere else instead. Then the Thunder are, you know, you waited around too long. So I said, I wouldn't be surprised if there was a deadline put on this reevaluation. Hey, think about it, come back to us, we'll give you twenty four hours. And in twenty four hours, if you don't give us that answer, we're going to move on and we have we have to go a different direction before some of these other targets that we want um, get absorbed. Right. Right. And so this afternoon we get the Wosh tweet. Nurlands, Noel, and the Thunder have again agreed and to terms on a contract.
2: Planning, yeah. And you know. So, what- that's interesting to me because I was just thinking the whole time like Los Angeles Lakers, <laughs> Netherlands would fit so well yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, especially if Kawhi ends up going there. You can sign him for fairly cheap, um, but maybe a little more than what the Thunder could sign him to. And I mean, depending on the moves that they make, and he could potentially have a starting position or at least a very big role within that team. Um, so when something like, after all that happened last night, I was just thinking, yeah, he's thinking I can get more, more opportunity and probably more money to go and play elsewhere. But that was a good point yeah, that you brought so, up. Yeah, so up.
1: the the deadline point?
2: Yeah, or Yeah. about yeah, that, yeah, that you tweeted out um, and mentioned to us in our Slack because I think you were exactly right and that's what we saw happen. Like you said, it was maybe an hour, two hours yeah. later, I think that we got the Woj notification.
1: Yeah, so so. Woj tweeted it Sunday night that Nerlens had come to an agreement then came back and said, whoa, maybe not. And now Woj tweeted it again. I don't think Woj is going to mess up twice, right? right. I think after right. the first time, wherever the the discrepancy was, whether it was between the agent and Woj, whether it was between the agent and the player, whatever, I'm sure Woj triple checked before he reported because he's not. Woj isn't going to screw up twice. So I'm right. pretty confident that now Nerlens is back in the fold. Um, and we actually got back to back tweets coming just like literally 30 seconds before the woes nerland's Noel stuff yep was um Thunder Zone Roy- well, not Thunder Zone ESPN <sighs> but Oklahoma City Zone Royce young reports that the Thunder have agreed to a contract with guard Alec Burks and so we get both of those back to back so Taylor let let's talk about we've already talked about Muscala let's talk about these other two guys Um, Let's start with Nerlens Noel, though, since Muscala, big guy, Nerlens, big guy. Let's start with some of the Nerlens stuff. Um, number one, are you just, are, are how do you feel about them bringing Nerlens back? Are you okay with it? Would you rather have them gone a different direction in free agency with the backup center? Uh, wh- where are you kind of at, just at with oh. as a player?
0: If
2: I mean, for those of our loyal listeners who have listened to us uh, throughout the entirety of this past season, we'll know that myself and honestly, I think almost all of us here on the uncontested are very big New Orleans fans, particularly for the role that he played with this team. And there's points this season that all of us, myself included, even argue that he maybe should have a little bit of a bigger role. I think that was amplified even more um, during the playoffs when the Thunder went out in the first round. And just even the, the past month, couple months of the regular season into that first round of the playoffs. Steven Adams looked banged up and that's not the first time that's happened. You know, the season before that he was pretty banged up towards the end of the season as well and and heading into the playoffs. So we were thinking, why not give a guy like Nerland's who's proven to be, be, to be capable out there and, and to even thrive at times. Why not give him a little more run or, you know, obviously there's other options there as well. Um, but all that to say that I was ecstatic when I think that might've been the, the biggest surprise of me for free agency. Cause I just figured that this was a prove it deal for Nerlands to this past season with OKC to kind of um, repair his image that he, you know, kind of had that bad reputation from Philly and from the Mavericks uh, with his hot dog obsession and whatnot. Um, <laughs> um, and then he comes to OKC is great in the locker room, shows that he's a very capable player And so I just assumed that he was, like I said, he was going to go elsewhere. It's like to Los Angeles Lakers, where where he can get a bigger role and get paid more. So the fact that the Thunder were able to sign him, A, I love, uh, like I previously mentioned, but also makes me think that there's something more to this. Um, Obviously, he's not going to sign for that minimum again. If he did, that'd be really strange. Also, I don't know if he would re-sign if he wasn't promised a bigger role. Now, I'm not necessarily assuming that Stephen Adams is being traded because of this, um, it could just be that they promised him a bigger role as in hey what you know like what we just have been talking about um, Steven needs more rest throughout the regular season so therefore you're going we feel confident in you having a bigger role in this offense we're going to dip into our uh, tax paying uh, MLE and we're going to pay you a little more and you're going to have a bigger role this season that could have been it but uh, as we'll get into here in a little bit again the Thunder showed interest in some other centers it's been or at least one other that we know of so it just makes you wonder you know about Steven, his future. Um, but all that to say, long story short, I'm very excited Nerlens is back, and I'm uh, kind of excited to see his development as well this this coming season.
1: Yeah, I'm with you, man. And so, so some of the stuff with Nerlens, I I like him as a player. He's out of position sometimes in defense. He Does he over-pursue right. blocks? Yes. Does he rotate too much and leave the backside open? Yes. Um, are his hands possibly worse than Kendrick Perkins? Yes.
2: <laughs> That's true. His hands are pretty bad.
1: But But some of the things, I mean... There was a I was it against the Suns maybe this past season where Adams was out and Nerland yeah. started and played like really really good and had like an 18 and 10 night or something like that. Yep. Um and and I think there were games this season I can specifically remember games this season where the Thunder aren't playing great, they're going into the fourth quarter down by 6, 8 points. Uh the bench unit is in. And we're all either in the Slack channel talking or we're tweeting and we're like, man, if the Thunder want to win this game, they need to push from the bench. And yep. I feel like a lot of times when the Thunder needed that,
2: that New Noel nervous. provided a spark, exactly.
1: especially I think maybe his his best asset as a basketball player is being a big who can switch out on a guard on a pick and roll, um, contain And he's got really quick hands. He can force steals. He can poke the ball. I think he poked the ball away in a one-on-one situation against like Damian Lillard one time. You know, so
2: I was going to say, yeah, his deflections have been huge, especially like you said during those times when we're trying to make a comeback.
1: Those type of things are exciting to me. Um, Nerlens is young. He's still growing. He can still get better. I think he can still grow a lot as an offensive player, Um, but. But I'm I'm excited he's back. I think he's going to be good, and I think th- the more playing time. I think you're exactly on the head with that, and I want to even take it a step further than, well, Adams gets banged up, so we want to play you more minutes. Look at just what at what just happened with Toronto, and with Kawhi Leonard, and and this idea of like load management, management and resting yep. him certain games, um, and and Toronto's still able to win games, you know. The Thunder may be I mean the Thunder are very analytical front office. They love the research, they love the numbers, all that kind of stuff. And maybe they're they're seeing research out there now that suggests that what would make sense if you play less games, your body's more healthy. And so maybe there's gonna be games where like on a back-to-back Steven Adams doesn't play in nerland starts. Um on Steven Adams has played you know five straight games he's played 34 plus minutes so this next game he's going to sit out and Nerlens is going to play i think that's definitely right. a possibility where you see Stephen steven sit more and nerlands play start more games with steven out and a, a more even distribution of those center minutes like you said if adams is on the roster i think the big question for everyone is is adams going to get traded we don't know we have no freaking clue <laughs> but i i do think Bringing Nerlens back is interesting because, like you mentioned, it's probably not on a veteran minimum. So if the Thunder were willing to to spend more money, you'd have to think that they're cutting money elsewhere because that's all that we've heard all summer. And depending on um, once we get these, and this can, I guess, segue us. Well, we still got to talk about Alec Burks, but we don't know the true. contract numbers on any of these guys yet. Right. I mean, what happens right. if Royce or Woes or Shams tweets out that Nerlens is getting the full mid-level exception, along right. with tax dollars? That's like twenty-seven million bucks. You know. That's- so, are the Thunder going to pay that much money for Nerlens, or are they making that deal with the mindset that Nerlens is going to be their starting center, and they have a Stephen Adams trade lined up down the line? And now that's maybe Stephen Adams trade
2: numbers yet. I mean, yeah. yeah that's... Now
1: may, maybe a Stephen Adams trade isn't going to develop because we've seen the two teams in the league who really needed centers both sign centers in the past two days. Uh, Ennis Cancer to oh breaking news on the pod Anthony Tolliver to, to the Portland Blazers. Trail Blazers.
2: That's a solid. There was sign, word yeah.
1: that there was word that the Thunder tried to trade for him back in February.
2: Yep. And,
1: and Anthony like Tolliver. I'm going to assume Anthony Tolliver is about to start for Portland because they have no wings.
2: That's a good point. They I have didn't no. think w- about
1: that. They have, We're what? going to get to them in a bit. They have no wings. They have Rodney Hood, who plays what the – he, he can't play a forward spot. Bazemore yeah. plays the two. McCollum plays the two. Jake Lehman plays the two. They traded away all their, their no forward.
2: Yeah. Interesting.
1: Huh. Anyway, so we both like Nerlens. We're excited that he's back. Let's move on to the next guy, um, which is Alec Burks. We let, so let's talk about Alec. Before,
2: this is shortly before Woe tweeted out about Nerlens um, within yeah, like. Yeah, so of Alec
1: was. Uh, I, my feed had it in like sixty seconds, man. Oh it went man, fast. So yeah, that's um, crazy. But so 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 we can get on to league wide stuff. Uh, let's touch on Alec Burks. I'm gonna. Get, I promise you, I'm gonna call him Alex Burke way too many times. Alec yeah, Burks. Let's talk about Alec Burks a bit. So he used to play for Utah. He got traded to the Cleveland Cavaliers in the Kyle Korver deal. Cleveland shipped him to Sacramento at the trade deadline. Um, what are your thoughts on on Alec Burks? Give us a like a quick thirty minute thirty, 30 minutes thirty seconds. 30 minutes. <laughs> Don't go thirty minutes, Taylor. All right, thirty seconds yeah, on how you up. feel
2: about Alec Burks. So this is one that I was uh, also very, pretty excited about because it was a guy going into free agency that we all uh, had on our kind of potential thunder target list, um, but thought that he would probably demand a little more than we could offer him, that he probably wouldn't take a deal like the vet minimum. And so because of that, we just kind of thought that he'd head elsewhere. Like again, a team like a Los Angeles Lakers makes make sense. Um, he's a really solid three pointer. Um, so when we saw our three point shooter, so when we saw, um, saw that, Roy tweeted that out. Sorry, I have a dog coming in here. I was wondering why my door was all of a sudden opening. That was kind of scary. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I was super excited because the thing about Alec, I almost called him Alex uh, out of habit because of our I guess, but he, he could do more than just shoot the ball. Uh, he can handle the ball. He he gets like jazz six man, uh, a good friend of ours on Twitter who's a, a big jazz fan. Obviously, <laughs> you asked him pull that
1: up. Yeah, yeah.
2: And um, I mean, basically, he was saying that. He's a guy that can frustrate you at times because he's not always consistent. But when he gets hot, he can win basketball games for you. Now, look. Do you want me to read read the tweet real quick? Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you got pulled up, go for it. Okay. So yeah, so yeah,
1: we asked at Jazz Sixth Man, who's a a big Jazz fan. Uh, He's pretty pretty prominent in Utah Jazz Twitter. We followed him for forever. He's a great dude. Uh, I reached out to him because I wanted to know how he felt about. Burks and he says, Burks is instant offense. He's awesome around the hoop. His three was getting pretty good, especially the corners. Jazz Twitter called him the corner pimp. I love that. His defense lacks and he seems to get lost quite a bit, but you'll like him off the bench. He can and does get hot.
2: Love it. And see, that's I think that's what's big for me is because having him come off the bench like that with that second unit, giving that unit as another creator i think is huge um not only that but a friend of the pod at okc thunder alex tweeted this out um this is bad podcasting because i did not confirm these numbers but i trust alex he's has uh, been right in the past and we often talk in like uh um we have like our thrones and and hoops dm and all that fun stuff anyways yeah we tweet out alex burke is a 36.3 percent career three-point shooter but this is where it gets exciting um we've talked about the thunder just seeing spot up shooters, particularly in the corners. So from the left corner, from the three point line, he shoots a 33.3%, which is eh. but from the right corner, he shoots 40% from three over his career. Um, all other threes, 37.1%, uh, catch and shoot. He's 40.9%, which is huge. And wide open threes. He's 41.8%. Also, um, Somebody else was. I saw somebody else talking about Alec, uh, who was a Utah Jazz fan. Talked about his ability to pull up off the dribble, which again, it's just another shot creator on that second unit, which I think is huge. The one, two things that can, kind of can, concern can me about some, Alec. Oh yeah, yeah. So, sorry, sorry. Go for Can I add some numbers for your yeah.
1: three pointer thing, real quick? Yes. Uh, just to throw give this out the there. So before he <laughs> he, went <to> Sac- <laughs> before he went to Sacramento this past season in Cleveland, um, I think we can agree Cleveland probably doesn't have a whole lot of spacing. Um, with Cleveland in 34 games, he shot 3.5 threes a game, uh, 38% on those. Uh, oh, yeah. But wait, there's more in <laughs> Cleveland. Um, so 22% of his threes came from the corners. Okay. um, 22% of his, what was that, almost four attempts a game. He shot 46% from the corners in Cleveland this past oh, season.
2: Oh, my. Yes. I love it. Sign me up.
1: (laughs) If there's one shot that that analytics show that Russell Westbrook is elite at creating for his teammates, it's corner threes. So
2: yeah, hand up. Just saying,
1: it's a little promising.
2: There was that research that Mikey Barra did, Mikey and uh, Fred released out on the Athletic, uh, about I guess it was like late off season last year, um, of the most accurate passes passers in the NBA, or at least comparing some of the, some of the most accurate passers. And you're right, uh, I think Russ's numbers for the, especially for those corners were just absurd, and where he places the ball in his teammates' hands uh, were just absolutely elite. So to have a guy like that to play along Russ even, uh, let, letting him play with that first unit some at that shooting guard position. I mean, I think that's that's huge for this team. Now, the two things that do kind of concern me about Alec, the reason I'm not just absolutely ecstatic about this signing, even though I am happy with it, um, two things. One, He's just kind of an average defender. Um, he's not bad or poor by any means, but he's certainly not elite. Um, so you kind of sacrifice that when you throw him out there on the floor. And then two, he's had health issues. He's He's been injury prone over the last couple of seasons and really throughout his entire career. Um, it's really too bad. I think I saw another Jazz fan tweeting about how everybody was so high on Burks and then he kind of got cheap-shotted. I think they said against like the Clippers when he was playing with, was with Utah. And that allowed some of the younger guys like the Donovan Mitchells and uh, shoot, who was the other? Oh, Rodney Hood. When Rodney Hood was still there, kind of allowed them to take those minutes from him. And from that point forward, it was just kind of like, well, we value Hood and um, and Mitchell and some of these other guys more than, and they're developing more than we do Burks at this point. And so he's just kind of bounced around since then. Um, so he, it'd be obviously huge for him to stay healthy this season, but hopefully he can do that. Maybe playing, only 15, 20, maybe sometimes 25 minutes a game. You know, I really don't know. It's going to be super interesting to see, but uh, I just hope he can stay healthy.
1: Same, same. Yeah, he's had health issues, but if he can stay healthy, he provides the Thunder a lot of what they need. And having a bench unit of right now, if the season started right now, the Thunder's bench would be Dennis Schroeder, Alec Burks, uh, probably Hamadou Diallo, maybe Abdul Nader.
2: Maybe Deontay um, Burton,
1: um, maybe Deontay Burton, and then Iskola <laughs> and Yeah, yeah. So you Which have honestly, you have a really
2: a pretty decent nice bench. bench
1: unit. Yeah, yeah I mean, absolutely. It's not great, but it's it's good,
2: particularly when you stagger Russ and PG, and um, big games, games that matter. And later on the season, um, you know, we obviously will see Russ and PG being staggered a lot more, uh, gearing up towards playoffs. You combine that with that those bench units, and I think you have a, a lot of good options, but. The thing is, I'm not sure that Pressey is completely done yet. You know, so it's exciting. Yep, exactly. So we already talked, and uh, and I, I want to burn through the rest of this real quick so we
1: can get yeah, the yeah, league wide yeah. stuff. But we already talked about none of these contract numbers have been reported, years or numbers like dollars. That's going to be fascinating, I think, for both of us. I think we both assume Muscala and Burks are minimum guys, but the nerlands thing is going to be fascinating, and I'm really interested for those numbers to come out, and I'm really interested to see. How much the Thunder paid for him? I think that's going to be fascinating. Other things on the Thunder, real quick. Uh, Thunder Twitter went meltdown today because Wesley Matthews went to Milwaukee.
2: How dare he! I don't
1: even want to get into this. Yeah, um, Wes Matthews is great. I assume Steve or Stephen. I, I th- assume Sam Presti was hot in pursuit of him, and Wes chose to go elsewhere. No, Do you he have wasn't. any differing opinion on, his, on that?
2: He was sitting on his butt. Wanting Muscala, he flew out there. Was wasting his time. How dare he! Can't believe he hasn't traded for Bradley Bill yet. It's unacceptable.
1: <laughs> I want to at <laughs> so many people on Twitter. but I'm not going to. I know. Yeah, um, no. The last one, on and we'll treat. just spend a f- a few more Earlier. moments of this. Um, Thunder rumored to have interest in Jody Meeks. Uh, Brett Dawson reported that one. Uh, mm. Shane Larkin, who didn't mm. even play in the NBA last season, and mm. Jordan Bell who recently signed in Minnesota. Now, that uh, so those three intriguing. are really interesting as well. Yeah. yeah it was yep.
2: interesting. Uh, just um, one quick, like, 10-second thought on the bell thing is that's obviously another center. I wouldn't assume that would be a starting center, probably be a backup center. It, so that was either Nerland's Assurance, if Nerland's went elsewhere, or it was uh, in case Stevens, no longer on the roster, I think.
1: Yep. So it, interesting movement.
2: Um, all right. Anything else on the Thunder before we go league-wide? I'm just excited to to see what Pressy has planned, if he does have planned. I'm excited to see these those contract numbers drop in the coming days. I'm extremely curious about those. Those will tell Same. a lot, honestly.
1: So let's get into some league-wide stuff. Um, so far in free agency,
2: I mean, did you even sleep last night, Taylor? Uh, Not until like 1 in the morning <laughs> when things started to slow down. Same. I mean, it was... Same. I was just like refreshing my Twitter feed from like 5.30 on, basically.
1: All right, well, speaking of sleep, let's talk about it. Listen to these studies from Harvard and John Hopkins. Chronic sleep deprivation has been shown to lead to depression, diabetes, obesity, and cardiovascular disease. Every person needs eight hours of sleep. Uh, Taylor can probably tell you, I can tell you as well. I don't sleep well, right? My sleep schedule is screwed. Um, It's not good. I need to sleep better. Yep. (laughs) One of sleep's biggest problems is temperature. It's tough to get good sleep if you're too hot or too cold. And that is the damn truth. So I want to tell you about the Pod by 8 Sleep. The Pod by 8 Sleep is a high-tech bed designed specifically to help you achieve optimal sleep fitness. It was developed by lead sleep researchers after tracking 43 million hours of sleep. That's a hell of a lot of sleep. It combines dynamic temperature regulation and sleep tracking to enhance your rest and recovery. It learns your sleep habits and adjusts the temperature automatically. That means if you like the bed cool and your partner likes the bed warm, now you can have both at the same time. That would work perfect for my fiance and I. In a crazy, comfortable bed, sleep longer and deeper so you wake up refreshed and ready to take on the world. To celebrate Independence Day, get a free gravity cooling blanket plus free shipping with your pod purchase. That's a $300 value for free. But the offer ends on Monday, July 8th. Visit 8sleep.com slash bluewire. That's 8sleep.com slash bluewire. E-I-G-H-T, spell it out, sleep.com slash bluewire. All right, Taylor. So no. now as I'm we've sleepy. mentioned multiple times on this podcast, <laughs> <laughs> free agency has been insane. So much movement. So let's play a game. We're going to go back and forth. I'll read the first one um, and and propose the question to you. And then the second team you propose to me, uh, we're going to play a game of like it, love it or hate it. So I'm going to tell you a team. I'm going to tell you who they've signed or added. And I'm going to tell you who they've lost. And then you tell me, for that team, if you are a fan of that team, do you like it, do you love it, or do you hate it? Easy enough? Then we can talk a little bit about them as we go through. Um, so we're going to start with you.
2: Let's do it.
1: And the maybe the biggest team in free agency, the Brooklyn Nets. They have signed, if you haven't heard, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, DeAndre Jordan, Garrett Temple. Not sure if they're done yet. They have lost DeAngelo Russell, Damari Carroll, and Ed Davis. So far for Brooklyn, Brooklyn's free agency. Uh, Twenty, no, thirty hours in. Do you like it, love it, or hate it?
2: I mean, I think you have to say love it. And I know that Kevin Durant is going to be going to have a rehab year um, this coming season. Won't even probably get to play. Um, and honestly, we don't even know for sure if his health will be able to to you know, if he'll be able to uh to play at the same level that he was before his injury. We we hope and there's a lot of optimism because of the kind of player he is and his athletic ability. But um, I think you have to love it. I mean, think of where Brooklyn came from. Five years ago, you know, we one of the not the laughing stocks of the NBA, but they were kind of kind of like in the same tier as the Kangs. And um and yeah. you know, teams of that nature that to bounce the whole back Pierce, from that trade like that. Barnett man. trades. Yes. I mean that, that was the thing that just yeah. set them back so far. So the, the job that Sean Marks and his team have done one to put together the team they had this past season that, that was competitive, young and fun to watch, uh, puts butts in seats, you know, and then to be able to turn that into, or even combine that, I should say, um, Kind of, kind of keep who you want there and be able to add Durant, Kyrie, and now obviously DeAndre Jordan to that. J- Jordan's not the same guy, but nevertheless, I love what they've done. Uh, I think you really yeah, have so, to... So speaking uh, of DeAndre and...
1: Jordan, I mean, d- does that move Jarrett Allen to the bench, I guess?
2: I mean, I would That's, assume yeah. so. That's really interesting. Which is interesting because really Jarrett Allen's a really good forward, young guy. But, but Yeah, yeah, and they're but really high on him but on too. The but
1: roster, they, they still have Dinwoody. They still have Joe Harris. They still have Karis Levert. Levert.
2: It's insane. Like, I mean, they, they've they
1: got a lot of good young guys be, surrounding. Right. right. These all-stars, and, you know, it's,
2: they're going to be good next season without Durant. I think that's why you still love it. Like even without Durant next yeah. season, they're going to be a little thin maybe, um, but they have the talent to compete. I mean, they might even, they have a chance to be a playoff. I mean, they, should, they probably should be a, a six, seventh, eighth seed in the, in the East at the the least. So I love it. And Durant, Kyrie and Deandre all signed four year deals. That's true. So this you is what they time. have.
1: Yeah, this is what they have until 2024.
2: Great point. That whole signing trade so you're deal going is to love kind it. of interesting, but uh, I'm, yeah, I'm going to love it. All right. So next one we have up is another team of the East. Uh, they were somewhat of a contender last year, but based off the recent moves, it could be even more so this season. Jacob, what do you think about the Philadelphia 76ers? They have signed Josh Rich- Richardson in a sign-in trade that sent out Jimmy Butler. Um, they re-signed Tobias Harris to a bigger deal. The biggest surprise maybe, a free agency so far, um, outside of Kevin Durant going to Brooklyn, uh, Al Horford. The mystery They end up being the mystery team who offered him his deal, and he's going to be playing for the next season. They also re-signed Mike Scott, which was a big piece for them in the playoffs last year. Um, like I said, they lost Butler, and they also lost J.J., um, to New Orleans, but outside of that, I think they've had a really solid off season. Do you like it, love it, or hate it?
1: Man, if we're being honest here, I think I'm going to go love it. Um, Agreed. I'm Jimmy Butler's a good player, but it the, there's more than just what you do in a basketball court, and we've seen kind of Jimmy's questionable tactics like as far as leadership and in the locker room um so so i think i mean he was the best player on that team probably in the playoffs but josh richardson is freaking good like yeah, he, is he is really freaking good Love josh um, richardson. tobias harris probably plays even better for philly now that he's like a clear cut like three number three on the team um al horford although he's aging uh, you want to talk about solid basketball player, screen setter, rebounder, dribble handoffs, can can pop out and shoot the three, can move the ball. He's just going to make all the right decisions. Now, Philly is going with an incredibly large lineup. I mean, Ben Simmons, yeah. what, 6'8". Uh, Josh Richardson, 6'6". Six, six. Tobias Harris, for most teams, would play the four. He's going to play the three in Philly. Al Horford, who for most teams would play the five, is going to play the four in Philly. And then you have Joel Embiid. Now, I think losing J.J. Redick is big. That guy obviously can shoot the lights out of the ball. He's a great locker room leader. He's He creates so much space. He's got so much gravity. But I like what Philly has done. And I think that this next season, this roster on paper, to me, is better than the roster that just made it to Game 7 against the Raptors in the second round. Uh, so I'm going to love it for Philly.
2: I'm with you 100%. Um, yeah, I I feel the exact same way. And I know there's concerns about them not having that that one creator, that one guy who can just uh, take over a game come like playoffs. But honestly, I think they have enough options that that doesn't even matter. I think they're going to fit really well on the court.
1: Definitely. All right, so let's move on to the next one. This one's for you. Uh, The Boston Celtics, they obviously signed Kimball Walker. They have also signed, a. am assuming, a starting center in Ennis Cantor. They have lost Kyrie Irving, Al Horford, and Terry Rozier. Uh, assumed starting lineup as of right now would be Kemba, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Gordon Hayward, Ennis Cantor. Uh, Boston's free agency, Taylor, do you like it, love it, or hate it?
2: Um. So this one's kind of tough because I think if you ask like a Boston fan or even some analysts, they're going to say love it based off the circumstances alone of losing Kyrie Irving and then ending up with Kimba um however I'm gonna go ahead and say as a non-biased uh I don't necessarily root for the Celtics but I don't root against them either kind of fan I'm going to say like it um I think Kimba's gonna fit really well with those those young guys and and really help their development it's gonna be really cool to kind of see him score and uh and how he plays there I'm really excited to watch Kimba there I think that's a great signing a great Irving replacement but like you said, they lost Horford and Terry Rozier as well. Rozier isn't as big of a deal, maybe, um, but Horford is huge. And you're not as as good as Cantor looked in the playoffs. You're not replacing what Horford did with Cantor. So I'm going with like it. Um, I don't think they're probably done yet. It'd be really interesting to me if Cantor's are starting center. I think they're going to look for something. I, I saw that they were linked to Boogie earlier today. Um, so oh, wow. I'm, I didn't see that. Yeah. Yeah, I think them in Miami. Um, that was according to Scoop B. Um, and he had the, to his credit, he had the Paul George injury. But uh, anyways, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see if that's legit. But um, right now I'm going like it with Boston.
1: Nice. I, I'd probably be there with you. I, I, I don't love it, but I do like it.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the next team we have is another Eastern Conference team who did quite a bit. Um, they've had a lot of action going on over there in Indiana from the draft and now the uh, free agency they signed michael brogdon which is pretty huge they signed jeremy lamb which is another awesome signing and they were able to i think they um they waived edmund sumner and then has have now re-signed him again to a new deal however they lost the bog dog uh, bojan bogdanovich thad young Corey joseph and then darren darren collinson didn't sign with another team he retired uh, regardless they're a little thin right now but they had some good signings uh, what do you think about indiana
1: Oh, man, um, this one's hard. I almost feel like I have to give it an incomplete until I see what else they do. Um, so as of right yeah. now, uh, I'm kind of going to kind of punt and go like it. Um, Brogdon and Oladipo are going to be a hell of a backcourt. That might be like my favorite backcourt in the league now. They're going to be awesome. Sure. Uh, you have Jeremy Lamb coming off the bench. That's awesome. Apparently, Indiana, I mean, they, they let Thad Young go. They didn't bring him back. And that is that is interesting. The assumption is that they're going to place Sabonis and Miles Turner together. Is that going to work out? Uh, who knows? Do one of those guys get traded? Uh, it's a possibility. Uh, you also, I'm assuming, you're going to run Brogdon as your starting point guard. So, with no Corey Joseph, with no Darren Collison, they have to find a backup. Um, a, a backup point guard. I, I don't think we had it listed on here, but they also lost their backup big in Kylo Quinn, uh, who signed with Philly, I think. Philly, yep. Um, so so as of right now, I'm going to go like it for Indiana. Getting Brogdon is big. I like getting Jeremy Lamb, especially if he plays off the bench. Um, but, but the rest of it kind of remains to be seen. It's kind of hard to make a judgment on that one quite yet. So I, I'm just going to go like it.
2: I'm with you. I'm in the same boat there. I I love their signings they've done, but um, they they still have some pieces to fill.
1: Definitely. All right, next one for you is (laughs) the New York (laughs) Knicks, baby. The Knicks have signed Julius Randle, Bobby Portis, Taj Gibson, Reggie Bullock, Alfred Payton, Wayne Ellington, They've lost DeAndre Jordan, Mario Hezonja, along with uh, back at the trade deadline salary dumping Stapp's Porzingis, or my favorite nickname for him, the Tingus Pingus, <laughs> for cap space that they used to sign Julius Randle, Bobby Portis. <laughs> what 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 the I. I, I, I don't saw even a know. Tweet. You, you just go with it, dude. Just just talk. Actually, just uh, talk for like 30 seconds so I can go piss. I'll be right back. You just <laughs> read about the Knicks, okay?
2: So the New York Knicks, uh, also known as the All-NBA Role Players team, <laughs> they they found out they are going to strike out on KD and some of these bigger free, uh, free agents such as Kawhi and uh, Kyrie and end up using that kept space to sign some of these guys that we mentioned. And the funny thing, so first of all, I must say, because of Dolan, um, one of the biggest uh, you know what shows in the NBA right now, probably should be forced to to trade or to, sorry, to sell the Knicks, um, but that's a different story. Anyways, I was very happy to see if they struck out on those major free agents, especially when the New York fans and uh, their front office was so confident all season about getting Zion and KD and Kyrie and maybe even Kawhi. So the fact that they struck out on them made me happy. However, I don't actually hate what they ended up doing with this. Julius Randle's a solid player. Um, so are all these guys. To be honest, I mean, I'm not going to go through all of them again. But like I said, it's a bunch of really good role players. And here's the thing: come trade deadline, you can you can trade these guys. Also, they're on two years two year deals with I believe team options on the second year. So they aren't locked in long-term with any of these guys. They did exactly what they said. They didn't go after the Tobias Harris's, the second tiers to long-term deals and max them out. Um, they were pretty smart with their cap space here. And Julius Randle and R.J. Barrett and Mitchell Robinson and then Bobby Porridge, Reggie Bullock, Taj Gibson, over Payton, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. That's going to be a pretty fun team. They may not make the playoffs, but they're going to be competitive, and I think they're actually going to be kind of fun. <laughs> so uh, whether I like it or not, I'm going to go ahead and, and say – or if I personally like it or not um, on paper and from a basketball standpoint, I do actually like it. Um, it's going to be really interesting kind of see how, th- how they play together um, and particularly being coached by uh, Fisdale. I think these are the kind of guys that, that fit what he looks for. They're a bunch of hard nosed players and I think they're going to compete really well for it for them or for him. Sorry. So um, yeah, I actually really like what the Knicks did and uh, I'm excited to, to watch them play this season. Jacob's still not back, um, so I'm going to go ahead and jump on into this new team, this next team that we have on here. We are switching hey, over to. Hey, sorry,
1: I've been talking for like thirty seconds and my mic's been muted because I'm an idiot. <laughs> hey, I've done that. I bad. hope the Knicks. I hope the Knicks starting lineup is all power forwards, and then their bench is nothing but point guards. Yes. Because that's basically what they're building. Yes. So. The, uh, whatever. All right. <laughs> okay. So, the, the Knicks was yours, and so the next one's mine.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah. so we are switching over to the Western Conference now. Uh, a super interesting team. David Griffins had a hell of an offseason, if you include the draft and our free agency. New Orleans Pelicans, they have signed J.J. Redick, which was a huge signing and a big surprise. Um, they did a sign-in trade and got Derek Favors from Utah. They've lost Elfer, Alfred Payton, and they lost Julius Randle. Um, but combine those two free agents with what they did in the draft, I think they have a pretty solid team. So what's your thoughts on New Orleans?
1: Uh, love it. Absolutely love yep. it. Um, yep. I don't know if, if they're starting JJ, if they're bringing him off the bench, but you have, um, why did I just go with Holiday? You have Drew Holiday, mm-hmm. you have Lonzo Ball, you have Brandon Ingram, you have Josh Hart, you have JJ Reddick. you have Zion Williamson, you have Nikhil Alexander-Walker, um, you have Derek Favors probably as your starting center. You so so you're kind of loaded up in the backcourt, but man, what just what a team! I mean, Drew, uh, Drew Holiday can play the one or the two. Lonzo can really play the one or the two. Uh, Hart is going to play the two for them. JJ is going to play the two for them. You have Brandon Ingram at the three. This is just a a really fun team, a really good team uh, that I find really fascinating. Uh, I think that as they grow over the next few years, they're going to be scary. Um, so I love what New Orleans has done, and I have a question about New Orleans for you that we will get to here in about five minutes. So just keep awesome. everything about New Orleans and their roster that I just said. Keep it in the back of your head for now. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah. I love it for New Orleans. Uh, let's move on to the next one, which is for you, uh, the Phoenix Suns. Oh, they signed yeah. Ricky Rubio. They signed Frank Kaminsky. They lost out on Rashawn Holmes, uh, Troy Daniels, and they didn't lose this guy, but but they had interest, heavy interest, and were not able to get D'Angelo Russell. Uh, so, Taylor, the Phoenix Suns, do you like it, love it, or hate it?
2: I had it throw one team. We, we were being way too optimistic with all these other teams, and they're the ones that made the biggest splashes, so it makes sense that we would like or love all of them. I had to throw Phoenix in here on this list because I hate it. Um, I have no idea what the hell Phoenix is doing between their draft picks, especially when you go back to the draft. Yeah. You know, they gave away TJ
1: Warren for free. They gave away TJ Warren and a draft
2: pick. They, they paid to give away TJ Warren and then picked Cam Johnson with an early draft pick. Um, it's just, and then you combine that with what they're doing in free agency. It just seems crazy to me. I, I I don't think it's good. And what's going to happen is they're going to force Devin Booker to, to either demand a trade or to leave, um, at the or first they're not going to be yet.
1: good for a year or two again like the Phoenix Suns are and they're going right. to put it all at the all at the feet of Monty Williams and they're going to fire another coach.
2: That's true. That's a good point and that's really unfortunate cuz I think Monty's an incredible coach. Um yeah, I mean it's Rubio uh, and then there was that 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 was what I was going to bring up. There was the um Apparently, I, I don't. I didn't even read this article. I just saw all the headlines. It was retweeted on my timeline gazillion times. But apparently, somebody in the front office of the Suns came out today and said that uh, the reason they didn't meet with D'Lo, D'Angelo Russell, was because they were afraid that he would be a bad influence on their young beloved uh, Devin Booker. So they let D'Angelo Russell just do his own thing. Not this sure is the validity behind is out, Shit, man. But it doesn't surprise me exactly. So I'm going to hate it. <laughs> yep. I'm with so, you. The next one we have here is a team uh, that most Thunder fans, I think, would just hate, regardless of what they did roster-wise. <laughs> the Golden State Warriors. They signed Clay Thompson, which is big. They were able to re-sign Clay up to a, a max, super max deal, or I guess not super max, but um, anyway, to a, a long-term deal. They have Clay locked down. As he recovers next season, they did a sign-in trade to get D'Angelo Russell, which was the biggest – another huge surprise uh, for this free agency that went down last night and then was official uh, this morning, reported by Woj. So D'Angelo Russell on that team with Steph is an interesting fit, but nevertheless, it's quite the consolation prize for losing Kevin Durant. Um, as I'm, Oh, they also re-signed Kevin Looney today, which is pretty big. Um, they lost Kevin Durant, as I mentioned, Jordan Bell, and then because of that whole sign-in trade, they had to – uh, had to trade away Iguadala to the Memphis Grizzlies, which is very interesting as well and kind of sucks for Iggy. Do you like it, love it or hate it, Jacob?
1: Well, to add on to that also they um, Sean Livingston has a non guaranteed deal. They're either gonna have to trade that or uh, waive him and yep. and just pay the two million left on it. Because with the D'Angelo Russell, Kevin Durant sign and trade, they hard capped themselves. And then, especially signing Looney to three years, 15 million, so 5 million per year, um, got them. Whenever you sign and trade, you trigger the hard cap and you can by no means go over the hard cap. And so, like Golden State is going to have their two second round picks that they made this summer. They're going to have to have those two guys on roster. Um, and then they're going to have to sign like two more minimum guys to get the 14 players on the team. And they will be like $300,000 away from the hard cap. So they're like stuck there. Um, so no clay next year, uh, no Durant, no Jordan bell, no Iggy, no Sean Livingston. Um, I mean, there's a chance that you're playing mid second round rookies, uh, quality rotation minutes next year. Now, the starting lineup, you're going to have Steph Curry still. You're going to have D'Angelo Russell. Um, I would assume like Alfonso McKinney plays the three, maybe. Uh, yep. You'll have Draymond Green. You'll have Kevon Looney. Um, and, and I mean, that's not a bad starting lineup, but it's just, I hate it. Like, yeah. if yeah, I was a Gold State great. fan, I would hate it. And, you know, Eventually I would assume they're going to move on from D'Angelo Russell. Uh, probably once clay gets healthy, they're going to try to trade D'Angelo, but I was going to mention that especially. Yeah. Especially hard capping themselves this season. It almost feels like they've decided to punt the season, um, by hard capping themselves and with clay being injured, they've just basically decided to call the next season a wash. Um, you know, and, and to me, they didn't sign and trade because they like D'Angelo. They signed and trade because that's a good trade chip down the line that can get them something uh, maybe yep. this time next year whenever they're no longer hard-capped. Also, so a huge, I hate it.
2: Trade, huge trade exception that they can use to fill out the roster next summer as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, that trade exception is going to expire July 6th next year. Um, so they so have, league, have to yeah. use it b- before the start of free agency. But... Um, you know, I mean, they can't. They they literally cannot use that trade exception right now because they're hard That's capped. are hard caps. So yeah. it, it so seems like they're just, the they're just they're just hunting it. Um, so, so back to my question that I that I mentioned earlier. Uh, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Was okay. what, everything I just said about Golden State and everything I just said about New Orleans? Um, which team would you give the higher percentage chance of making the playoffs in the West?
2: New Orleans, no hesitation. Um, wow, look, I, I'm I sure think doing, I'm there with they, you. I'm not sure. Golden State's going to completely miss out. I mean, they'll be fighting for that seventh and eighth seed. And I'm going to be honest; like, we might as well announce uh, Steph Curry's MVP tour (laughs) for this next season. But yeah, and you know what's going to
1: happen is Golden State's going to get like the seven or the eight seed, and Clay's going to get back and healthy in the final months of the season, and someone's going to have to play the the Dubs with Steph, Clay, and D'Angelo Russell.
2: That'd be interesting. That'd be super interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, let's move I'm on to the next Maryland one, there. so we don't
1: we don't run out of time here. Um, next team I have on the list is Portland. So Portland um, in in a trade today acquired Hassan Whiteside. Uh, Super they retained yeah they retained Rodney Hood. Uh, they made a trade for Kent Bazemore. Uh, they signed Mario Hazonia and Anthony Tolliver. They've lost Seth Curry. They've lost Al Farouk Aminu. They've lost Mo Harkless. They've lost Evan Turner. They've lost Ennis Cantor. So kind of a massive turnover there in Portland. Yeah, um, Taylor, do you like it, love it, or hate it?
2: Oh, man. So this is one of those that I wish there was like an in-between between like and hate. <laughs> so I don't want to go out and just say yeah. I hate it because it's not like they got that much worse. But I'm just not convinced like many people on Twitter, many analysts around Twitter this morning after the white side trade, that they got all that much better. I mean, a lot of that obviously depends on Whiteside and if he can not be a locker room case, uh, playing with somebody like Dame and CJ to hold him accountable, two really high-character yeah, guys just overall. His,
1: his playing style as well, I just right. don't think meshes just, with he's those he's guys. He's a huge
2: gambler, you know, right? Like, you know, he's, always, he's going after blocks. He's not always making the extra play. And I get it's insurance. Uh, while while I just went blank. What's his face? Uh, Nurkic. Is rec- Joseph not Nurkic. Nurkic yeah 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 um, right. while he recovers um recovers and hopefully he can make it back next season but i just i certainly don't love it i guess i'll go with like it cuz it's not like so bad that i just despise it and they'll still be competitive i'm just i'm not buying the whole oh portland's contenders now um at the top of the west because of all that they've done this offseason you know
1: yeah they they depleted their forward rotation right, i mean right. That's no more point. aminu and no more mo harkless those guys aren't great but they definitely kind of allowed portland to play the way they wanted uh they're right. decent decent to good defenders you know and and so now you've got i mean hazonia and tolliver are probably going to play quality minutes at the forwards position and yeah. i like the idea of hazonia but He's sucked his entire NBA career. Now maybe he does better except, in Portland. Maybe he gets out of Orlando when, they Orlando when he was a point
2: went... guard at the end of the season. Last season, and he was like triple yeah. double king and just smashing on LeBron, and it's just incredible. Yeah, <laughs> Portland, Portland's in an interesting place, man.
1: Um, I I'm mean. with you. I don't hate it, but I don't think they got better. They might have got slightly worse. Um, yeah. And before we move on with Portland, we have to talk about so. NS Cantor came out and said they gave him six minutes to make a free agency decision. Um, Dame came out and refuted that and said, No, we gave you 45. Still, that's number one, that's awful. Number two, if I was Dame, at first I said, Why would you go on Twitter and say that? Just like, just go, don't have an opinion on it. Don't qu- don't quote on it, you know? Don't comment on right. it. But then Dame just signed his Supermax extension. They're paying that guy two hundred million dollars, and if someone was paying me two hundred million dollars, I'd go to bat for him any day. So,
2: right, that's a great point. Yeah, that was that was a very interesting deal. But I think it's a good fit for for Enos on this this coming year's Boston's team. Yep, I'm so, with you. All right, you're ready for the one. Of, yeah, yeah. These uh these last two teams. Wait, sorry. Is it? Yeah, it's your turn. <laughs> I'm getting confused. Yeah,
1: you're, now. you're 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 asking me. I'm yeah, reading. you
2: got it. Um. So these these last two teams we're going to end with are very interesting. They've made some pretty big moves, and I'm, I'm going to be honest, I really like both of them, and I think you are too. Utah maybe has had arguably the biggest or at least one of the biggest offseasons in the league. Um, they traded for Conley Jr. before the draft, right before the draft. Uh, so they've added Mike Conley, but then in free agencies they went out, like I mentioned, uh, with Indiana. They got Bojan Bogdanovic. They got Ed Davis as a backup center, which is a huge signing. They lost Ricky Rubio, which they were playing on anyways. They lost Derek Favors, but they were pretty much playing on anyways. And as well as Jay Crowder and Kyle Korver. Um, Overall, I think they've had a pretty solid offseason. What is your opinion on Utah?
1: So this one, yeah, they've had a huge turnover. Uh, Starting lineup projects to be Conley, Donovan Mitchell, Joe Ingles, Bogdanovich, and Rudy Gobert. Gobert. And that's then crazy. their their bench, yeah, their bench will have Ed Davis as a big. Um they'll have Royce O'Neal as a wing. I I that's, guess uh, they have they still have uh, Raul, Raul Nato. They have Dante Exum.
2: Exum, that's what I was um, thinking of.
1: So I mean that's that's a that's a solid have their, eight deep. I mean, they draft
2: some same rookie that they're pretty optimistic about as well. Um, I can't remember exactly who, um, but yeah. yeah, Um, I mean,
1: when, when XM is your eighth best player, that's, that's not a bad thing. Um, No, Utah made moves, Utah. um, I think kind of on paper, we've talked about this a little bit between us two, but it's on paper. This is a very impressive team, but I'm choosing to hold my opinions until basketball is played I mean, I still remember when the Lakers added Dwight Howard and Steve Nash to Kobe Bryant, and Everybody that was the end of basketball. Yeah. And then they sucked. Um, I remember when the Lakers added LeBron James to this awesome young core, and they didn't even make the playoffs. So I'm holding back my my opinions. But on paper, this is a really good team, and on paper – This team has kind of firmly solidified themselves as a Western Conference contender, uh, and I really, really like what they have done, so I'm going to love it for Utah. Yeah. Um, Our last one, our last one is for you. We have the Sacramento Kings, who signed back Harrison Barnes. They have added center depth with Dwayne Dedman and Rashawn Holmes. Uh, they've added some wing depth and they paid Trevor Ariza and then also back up point guard with Corey Joseph. Um, technically, they've only lost Alec Burks so far, but probably pretty evident that they are letting Willie Colley Stein go and do his thing. They're not going to match, uh, considering they now have three centers in Dwayne Dedman, Rashawn Holmes. And who is the Duke kid that plays there that I just went blank on?
2: Oh, uh, Fox, De'Aaron Fox.
1: No, the Duke
2: Center. Um, the Duke Center. Oh, uh, Willie Colley Stein or whatever? No, it no. was Kentucky. It was Kentucky also. Gosh, dang it. I'm going to look it up real quick. Remember.
1: Great okay. podcasting. Sacramento I'm Kings uh, roster. Everyone that's listening to <laughs> this podcast is probably yelling at us. Harry Giles. It
2: off. Harry Giles out of there. Harry go, Giles. Good,
1: and they also have Marvin Bagley the third. Yeah. Um, so what are your thoughts on the Sacramento Kings?
2: So honestly, I'm I'm not sure if this is an unpopular opinion or a popular opinion. I haven't really heard much one way or the other, but I personally love it. Um that Harrison Barnes still, rather than just giving him a whole bunch of money up front, it's team friendly in the sense that it like declines over time. Um, there's a couple of options on that, if I remember correctly. That was one of the first ones on Sunday. So my memory is a little fuzzy on that, but um, combined with Dwayne Dedman, who I think is an incredible pickup. Um, I would have loved to see the Thunder find a way to get him, but that obviously was a long shot. Um, Rashawn Holmes can play. Corey Joseph can play. Obviously Areza is a solid role player. You combine those guys, like you said, with your young core of Bagley Jr. Fox and uh, what's his face from Duke. <laughs> uh, I think Harry, Giles. Harry Giles, Jerry Giles. Jerry Hiles. I I think, Sacramento kind of reminds me of a t- team like the Clippers last year that were just didn't have huge stars but were just solid all around. Um, it wouldn't surprise me to see Sacramento hanging around there in that sixth, seventh spot fighting for a uh, a playoff spot. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they get it. Yeah, I'm with you. So, so you went with like it on Sacramento? No, I went with love it. When I went with love,
1: love, it. love it, wow. Yeah, all right. Yeah, okay. Well, that's all the teams we have. Uh, final question which will probably be old and not relevant yeah. by the time this podcast drops because that's the way life works. Goes, uh, where, yeah. do, where does the final big domino of Kawhi Leonard drop? Where does he go?
2: <clears throat> I'm a, Just because of all the, you know, what I've been seeing on uh, Twitter today, I'm going to go ahead and say Lakers. I think it's leaning more and more that way, unfortunately. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't want it to be the Lakers,
1: but I think it's going to be the Lakers. I do too. I really want um, If he goes back to Toronto, there's more parity in the league than there's been in like a decade.
2: That's so true. Which will be incredible. And it would. um yeah, make an really awesome. article about that this morning. This or yesterday morning. Um, the the one thing about Kawhi that's really going to be interesting to me though is Woj said. I think it might have been on that podcast, Jacob. If not, it was on Sports Center or something um, on Monday morning. But he said that things have kind of slowed down a little bit free agency wise compared to like we mentioned whenever free agency first started. But as soon as that Kawhi domino falls, you're going to see the rest of that cap space just dry up real fast. It's going to be like a second wave. So I'm really excited for that to happen, just from a, like I said, yeah. NBA fan standpoint.
1: For sure, for sure. All right. Well, any parting thoughts before we hop on, off of here for tonight?
2: I'm uh, I'm pretty optimistic and excited uh, from a Thunder standpoint, also just an NBA standpoint. Um, after this this first wave of free agency, there's going to be a lot of excitement. Excitement this this coming season and uh, like when said in his article, I think we're gonna be more excited about the play uh, of these actual teams and players rather than just the rumors and uh, all the drama that surrounds the NBA. I think it's gonna be a really fun season. So I'm excited.
1: Um, I'm with you and summer league summer league this week. Oh, man. Yeah, we're almost yeah. there. Yes all right well uh, let's pump some bumper music and get out of here thank you guys for listening for those of you who have been following us for a while man we cannot tell you how much we appreciate you um you listening to our podcast engaging with us on twitter uh that's what allows us to keep doing this we really appreciate you if you are new to checking us out hey thanks for giving us a shot hopefully uh, taylor and i didn't scare you away And you'll download and listen to us again. You can find us literally anywhere you listen to podcasts. We're also part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Uh, Check out all the other Blue Wire pods, man. We have some good ones, whether it be basketball or NFL. We have some great podcasts, so check Blue Wire out as well. You can find our podcast on Twitter at the underscore uncontested. Taylor is on Twitter at Taylor underscore P15. I'm on Twitter at Thundermob405. BlueWire, our podcast network, you can find all the pods on their Twitter account at BlueWirePods. Enjoy Free Agency. It's already been crazy. It's going to continue to be crazy. We will be back with you guys again here in a few days with another podcast set. We will see who all is on. I probably won't be on. I'll be in in Boston. So uh, probably... Steven Adams will get traded to Boston while I'm there. That's that's my assumption. That's what's going to happen. So thank you guys for listening again. We appreciate you and enjoy the rest of your week. As always, thunder up.
0: Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four part series now streaming on Showtime.
2: This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines.